This is as groovy as it gets. Oprah, can you hear me? Oprah vs. Donald 2020 is a conversation by Julie Benetti and Susan Barbro and a production of EI Alliance, copyright 2019. America is courtesy of New Threads off their new album, Polonius Wilma. Hi, this is Julie. And I'm here with Susan. Yes, Susan Barbaro. Here we are. That's right. Here we are. Like people don't know, they're probably sick of our voices. No, nobody's sick of our voices. People want more. I know. This is going crazy. I think Oprah's out there listening. Oprah is out there listening because she wants to know how to beat Trump. And if it's possible. And if it's possible. And of course, in the realm of possibility, what isn't possible? Well, on that note, I kind of want to pivot a little bit to the latest people who have thrown their hat in the ring. (laughs) We're going to see. Are we really going to redo a Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, Gumasagyama campaign? You know, the problem, I I said this, we we talked about this before, so I'm I'm actually rehashing it, but I'm going to say it again. Because when Hillary was running... You know, oh, oh, let me rephrase it. When 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 Obama was running and Hillary was running against him, and then she kind of you know he won, and she put all of her you know she backed him. <clears throat> it's almost like she was like you know I did the right thing, I did what I was supposed to do, and so now here it is my turn to run, and of course he backs her, and she goes out there saying, "Hey, I did." What was expected of me? I did what I was supposed to do. Now I should win. But it, it didn't work. And so if we were to look at Bernie Sanders, it really is a rerun of Hillary Clinton. He did. He was out there saying, you know, he, when, when that whole debacle occurred and he stepped, you know, she won and went to the convention, and you know he, he sat su- in the stands, and he supported yep. her. Yep. And now it's like, okay, I did what I was supposed to do. Now the train and everything should follow me. And you know, it really is in in my eyes nothing more than a rerun of Hillary Clinton. And what's interesting is that philosophy didn't work. I mean, and, and you know what the proof of this is, is the irony that Hillary Clinton won the popular vote, mm. but Trump still won the Electoral College, which, you know, I remember when Gore ran, was he won, he won the popular vote, but right. lost the Electoral, and it was like, this is stupid. Mm. How do you win the popular vote and you're not president? And, um, you know, I think Trump, Trump sort of alluded to that. What did I call him? Trump? <laughs> Trump or Trump? <laughs> so he alluded to that, you know, and, and then, of course, that's how he won. So that, that philosophy of, okay, I'm going to do what everybody wants. I'm going to do the right thing. That's not enough in this day and age to win that's that's old news that's old stuff and if you want to do a rerun you can go on me tv and watch what's happening and see rerun on there we don't we want to see new and you know we got the flavor really really who among us has not gotten the flavor of a non-president president yes 
you know, you talk about Reese's, you got the peanut butter, you got the chocolate. Once you get the peanut butter and you got the chocolate, you want the peanut butter and the chocolate. Yeah. So you can take that to mean what you want, yet, you know, you see all these bunch of galoops throwing their hat in the ring. And they're traditional politicians doing the same thing. There are um, career politicians. Hmm. That's a dangerous phrase, career politicians. And so that's what they do, and they play the game, but they're never in touch with the people. And, and, you know, I really, I did like Bernie Bernie, you know, Sanders, yet when he was talking about the whole tuition thing, Mm. I personally have experience in Massachusetts, if you did really well in what they call an MCAS, which is a standardized statewide exam. If you scored in the advanced level, you had, quote, free tuition to any state school. And so my kids qualified, and one of my daughters went to a state school, let me tell you, of a $20,000 bill. You know what tuition was? (laughs) Less than $1,000, and the rest of it was fees, and fees for certain things, and Everything else, you know, and, and putting aside. Mm. And so I sat there and I laugh when people say, we want free tuition. We were like, oh, you're kidding me? Mm. They're going to just change the wording of it. Tuition it will now become a small portion. And I, so I look at that and I, to me, it's just a new gimmick, a new gimmick repackaged. Exactly. Exactly. And it, who, it made me, don't insult us. <clears throat> And it's also kind of something from the past. We want something new right. and fresh and flavorful right. and oh so good. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings me to my next question. Hi, Oprah. <laughs> you know, are you asking the right questions to determine what it is you're trying to determine, which we've already determined that you've determined we've determined for you exactly that you've determined whether or not you know you know or not yet you know you look at all these again i'm going to say bachigaloops entering the ring and when you said career politician i just want to go hello i mean really if you go back to our forefathers in one of our recent podcasts in this oprah series which is great i Mm. happen to be in it for some reason and, you know, we we're talking about, you know, what is the the vibration of, you know, politics in this nation. And you talk about career politician, and that really wasn't how it was developed well, as it, our forefathers. And when they you, were doing other jobs, mm-hmm. and this was part of their civic duty, you know, or what they wanted to, their civic service to offer this. So a career politician makes me go, huh? Really? I mean, are we looking for a career politician or are we looking for somebody who can go in there and just say, I'm Oprah? You know what? People are always posting quotes. You don't even know if they're really true. Are there quotes that you've read 10,000 times? Right, and you're supposed to like them. What about quoting from something different and new? That would be fun. We did it and took quotes from our Energetic Invocations books and we put it in a quote book. They're really good. How do I live when I don't fit in? You can find it on Amazon. 
Who of us hasn't seen an Oprah show, interview, or philanthropic endeavor? So many people love Oprah, yet so many people are drawn to Donald Trump, too. So what will happen when Oprah runs? And how can she beat Donald Trump? Well, our podcast series, Oprah, Can You Hear Me? Oprah vs. Donald 2020 discusses that, as well as our ebook, How Trump Wins, on Amazon. Get the scoop on the energy with us. Well, I think it's like you said, after you've had somebody who goes in and really takes the job and restructures it to for change. Mm. I mean, we also talked about doing a podcast on the wall. And mm. really, what is the wall? And the idea behind it is, I know you're looking at your notes <laughs> saying, I'm jumping ahead. But, yeah. you know, because we talked about it. And it's really about... You know, I don't know if is it okay for me to go yeah, into go, this. Okay. Go, whatever, yeah, why? <laughs> so because you know, you know, when I started thinking about a wall, and of course it's apropos at the moment because it's you know the government shutdown and 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 Trump's determination to get it, and and you know what's the, you know, if you go to wall to a wall, everyone thinks that you put up walls. It's a separation. Mm. We're closing down, and you're you're limiting, and all of that stuff. Yet, if you figuratively go to a wall, it also can represent um, not allowing outside influences Mm. to change your determination. Right. And, you know, in Trump, I'm not not defining what Trump is doing, and I'm not trying to speak for what his intentions are. But, you know, the converse of that... With Oprah, she's been a people person all along. Mm. She jumps in with people problems. I mean, when we had Hurricane Hurricane Katrina and, and the levees broke in um, in New Orleans, she was right there in the in the Astrodome. And pardon me if I get the oh, wrong right. name of You're that. Right. She yeah. was right there. Yeah. And you know, part of me, you know, we talk about Einstein, and if you're in the same vibration is the problem. How do you solve it? Mm. So the idea of a wall, and I, I'm not a proponent of of separation and elimination or any of that. Yet sometimes I think you have to step away from the issues, right, and kind of clear your head. It's like if someone you know fell in a river and they're floating down the you know, and you're trying to save them. You try to jump in. I mean, this is the old, you know, the old story. You try to jump in to save them. Well, now there's two people to save. Right. The, the, the person that goes and tries to figure out how do I, you know, get myself in a good position, and then I can go in and help. Mm. You really can help them. Right. And so my, so you know, it's interesting when I, you know, when he talks about a wall, because of course I go to a different place, and it's like, oh, could could Oprah put up those quote walls? And again, it's not about separation or yeah. I'm not a part of you it's can you can you pull yourself away from that to, to to empathize but to be able to be a leader and think in a different mindset right and that's that's a brilliant way to put it because you know that commiseration factor of when you're commiserating with somebody you really kind of both fall, fall into the sinkhole Mm. When you just go on and on and on about something, you end up exactly like you said, and exactly like Einstein said, in the problem. In this, you're, you're now and you part can't of it. create a yeah. solution. And so the interpretation of quote-unquote wall is 
an interesting pivot. Mm. I mean, if you're talking about a boundary and you're talking about, you know, what Einstein said, which was, you know, brilliant as well, which works, you know, how can you, how can you even consider, you know, ascertaining any kind of solution and possibility to a quote-unquote problem when you're in the chaotic mix of it? And you know that I'm not a proponent of... Um of creating walls, creating, I know, mm. an energy. They talk about bubbles. I was just thinking You know, about I'm it. not a proponent of that. Yeah. I am a, a firm believer that the, the, the person who knows who they are can walk in any situation, can walk through anything, and have clarity enough to not be affected. Mm. That doesn't mean you don't empathize, because, of course, you see and you want to help the plate, but to go in and fall into it, is really, you know, I always think, you know, we, we've done a lot of work with a lot of people, and mm-hmm. my thing is not to sit and cry with somebody. Right, yeah. And that doesn't mean I don't hold the space. It doesn't mean I don't have compassion. But if I'm going to be a true leader or a true someone that's going to try to help guide them out with compassion, I try to try to lead them. Right. And so, you know, so it's interesting because, you know, of course everything talks about the wall, and... And, and as I thought about that, I'm like, hmm, that's a good question for Oprah. Can mm. she do that? Mm. And if you can't, you know, it sounds like, oh, no, I couldn't do that. I couldn't put up a wall. I'm too kind and warm and giving. Well, you're really not helping the situation. You're sitting there and just crying with somebody. Right. And that doesn't mean sometimes being there for someone, they need to cry. You can be there. But when you fall in that space, mm. you are no good to them. Right. And even, you know, it's funny because as you're saying that, the explanation of what she would have to say about the wall, I mean, Donald Trump isn't even doing that. No. There's no explanation. So why does she even have to give an explanation? I mean, from the sense of, you know, what a boundary is, you know, not to say tomato, tomato, blah, 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 but from that sense and looking at the interpretation of of what it is and what it symbolizes is a lot more relevant than the whole idiocy of career politicians. Right, and that's the, you know, when people talk about boundaries, that is such a horrible word to me. Mm. You know, and you know, oh God, so here we go, I'm gonna say it. Okay, wait a second. Trump's talking about putting up a wall. And what is everybody, every, I'm not going to swear. Every self-help book talks about boundaries. Right. What are boundaries? Right. They're no different than a wall. Yep. Right. You know, so here's, once again, and, and this is a, co- a conversation we had, the part about Trump that bothers me is everyone sits and points their finger, yet they do the exact same thing. Mm. So he's, of course, hidden familiarity with us, mm. yet we're too stupid to understand that. We talk about boundaries. Every self-help book, mm-hmm. you put up boundaries, you put mm-hmm. up a bubble, you put up whatever, and then they turn the, you know, and point to Trump, and it's like, well, wait a second, we're doing the same thing. Right. I hate the word boundary, mm. because... I believe that the minute you do that, you lose a piece of yourself. You need to allow, take down every boundary and be so clear in who you are mm. that, you know, you see someone, you know the truth of it, and mm. so it, you, it doesn't affect you. And so, you know, it, Trump, I'm not a supportive of him. I'm not saying anything, but 
you know, the whole idea of this wall from Mexico, there is a bigger issue at stake. Mm. But, you know, I mean, part of it is the drugs being, you know, brought in from Mexico, but let's face it, we're buying them. And the Border Patrol. And, right, yeah, but, yep, but we're yep. buying People, them. Yep. And yep. they're Americans that are buying them. Yep. So, you know, the whole idea of it's, it's perfect. The wall is like a boundary. It doesn't work. Mm. But you can't jump and, and, and have and jump in the problem with everybody. And I wonder if Oprah is capable of doing that. I think she is. I don't know if she thinks she is well, or not. Well, you know, that's where I would segue to, you know, <laughs> I caught a segment of one of her interviews where someone came out who was interested in running for the presidency but wouldn't say it. Yeah. And she was still, 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 hello, Oprah, sitting in the interview chair saying to everybody commiserating is he going to run do you think he's going to run he hasn't said he's going to run he has it we could say the same thing yeah yet you know how much you know commiserating with people takes a toll on you as well Mm. it doesn't propel you into into any other grander space of understanding or learning well if you think comprehension if, if you think you're helping and you realize you're not and you still do the same thing, mm. that's crippling. Right, right. And if you still, exactly, and if you still do the same thing, and we've, you know, discussed, I'm not going to say ad nauseum, you know, you, you turn on any of the news channels and they're talking about, we know what they're talking about, mm. you know. Yep. And rootin' tootin' and whatever else you want to say. Um, and there's, you know, there's just, proponency of just regurgitating that over and over that keeps the same status quo and so of course the same kind of campaign is going to unfold and you got to think I mean from what we said in our Trump book right you got to think that from all those principles and the science and energy that we looked at and connected to what Donald Trump was doing in order to win the presidency, which was fascinating from a science standpoint and an energy standpoint, you have to think, you know, they're all still maneuvering in that. And I just get this sinking sensation of watching, you know, parts of the debate where you saw all the Republicans on the stage and Trump, like, you know, plowing them down one after another. And so what's the difference from all these Democrats entering the field? Hey folks, Julie and I do a whole lot of talking, but you know, a lot of that comes from self-reflection and really looking at our lives and things that didn't make sense. And we sat down and figured out the questions that were important to us and some of the philosophy behind it. And we put it together in a journal. Check it out. And who doesn't love a good journal? Get your favorite pen and just get writing. Hi, this is Susan, and I have to say that doing podcasting was something new to me. I do talk a lot, but when we first started off, Julie and I sat down and decided that we were going to put it in audio. When you listen to it, here's the little nugget that you have to find, because I was eating potato chips. So listen for the squeaky chairs and potato chips. Then you'll know I was there. So remember, it's not only wine and cheese that we have at these affairs, it's potato chips. Spot. 
is Susan. I'm here with Julie and my daughter Danielle. We stole her back from Canada. She's excited to be a part of these podcasts and commercials. It's been great hearing you guys, <laughs> wanting to be here with you, and now being able to be in the same room. And is that what you felt when you were listening to the podcast? That you were right oh, yeah. here with us? Every time you guys laughed, had jokes, and every time I stumbled, I felt like I was there watching. <laughs> and I have to admit it, I've been taking a little bit of Danny's advice because I know she said the most enjoyable podcasts are when I went for Susan's jugular. So sometimes I'm like, this isn't fun enough. Let me at her. And I'm still standing. Of course you are. All of the podcasts are getting even more energized. We're expanding our own minds and our own vision and we're sharing it. So grab a hold because we're going nonstop right up to the top of the mountain. Woo! And what's the difference? There is none. There isn't. Right. And you know, not to, to not for a plug for the book because it is Donald Trump. Do you stand with him? Who does he stand with? The science and energy behind Trump. The reason that you and I sat down and wrote this is because when we, I mean, honestly, we got bored. Mm. We really got bored and we sat down and everyone was saying, what's he doing? How's he doing this? How can these people think this? How can blah, blah, blah. And you and I said, okay, we work with energy. We talk about energy. We engage with energy. We try to fool around with it in all these different ways that we can. And, you know, so, of course, we sat down and said, let's go in the energy of this. And it was when we did that that everything came clear. And you know what? It was interesting. Mm. It was an interesting way to look at it because exactly what you said, what all the Republicans did and now what all the Democrats are doing is boring. It's blah. It's almost like same stuff. Right. <laughs> Different day. It's right. boring. And you know where I was I was kind of propelling to, you know, when you stated that, I went back into the vibration of the, the energy principles that we talked about. And what I was compelling to, the simplicity. You know, go to Occam's razor. The simplest solution is Trump is not a politician. And he won. So you look at these career politicians yeah. that throw their hat in the ring and how is it going to work? So Trump, who was not a politician, won, and he changed the game. So wouldn't you think, hello, Oprah, Gail, somebody out there, not Ellen, uh, wouldn't you think? <laughs> that was Julie. That was Julie Benani talking. No offense. You're a comedian. I'm just goofing around. But wouldn't you think who would beat a non-politician but a non-politician? Right. That's Occam's razor. That's the simplest solution. So, you know, between asking the right questions and seeing, I mean, you know, I have to say, and I wouldn't be running for president, but you see all these people enter the field and, you know, you got you to gotta trust what you were talking about earlier. You got to trust your intuition. You got to trust, you know, your inner voice. You have to trust. At some point, you just have to just trust, right? And so... Here, all these people are entering the field, and again, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, we're all politicians. Where are we? Uh, here we come. Here we get a busload of them. <laughs> it's like one of those cattle tours they used to call the bus. <laughs> all right, everybody, get in the bus. And I think at one point, I think even <laughs> President Trump had them all come, like from oh, one of the houses in a bus to the White House, which I think was a hoot, and nobody ever said anything about it. Because it's like one of those you used to call them, a cattle tour. Everyone get on the bus, get off the bus. Okay, lunch is at 12, get on the bus, get off the bus. But wait a minute, everybody. 
he's not a politician. But he did pave the way, as you exactly. said, for a non-politician. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, am I going to say it's easy? Kind of, sort of. Because yeah. it's not it's not abnormal for us to see a non-politician in the White House. I mean, and the, the talk was that Reagan did a little bit of that because, you know, he was a movie star first, but mm. Trump took it to a whole new level. And... Uh, and I, I, you know what? I get it. I'm going to say it that I don't think a regular politician, a career politician, is going to make it. Going to make it work. I think people are too accustomed now to Trump, the way Trump works. And I'm going to throw what you said earlier because you're going to say those are my words. Oh, but you know, if if uh, unless there's somebody else that can can keep up with Trump at that level. I mean, I mean, is it Kanye West or whatever? Ugh. I know, but he's too busy otherwise, with he's otherwise too busy it's going to be... Yeah. <laughs> oh, otherwise, really? otherwise, you know, Trump's going to win again. Because people are not going to go, and I, I don't want to put out names of and badmouth anyone, but the traditional boring... Blah, blah, blah. You ever hear, like, you know, they sit there and, what do you think about this? And it's it's the old Charlie Brown. Wah, 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 right. wah, wah, wah. Mm-hmm. Who cares? That's what everyone else is going to hear. Unless someone who's got some oomph. And I don't think it's Bernie Sanders. Before, maybe. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's almost like Hillary after being denied. And then Hillary comes in. Now she's too, what's the word? Too trained. Overly trained, and she has too much history too. It's she, and now I think Bernie Sanders is now overly trained. Instead of being that raw energy right. coming in, and I'm going to do this, you you kind of right. you go in, and then you know the society or the political, you know, organizations come in and say, "This is what you're going to do. This is how you're going to do it." And and okay, okay, and you lose that edge, right? And that's a really good point. The too overly trained part. I mean, what perfect candidate to come in, but someone who is co- completely, you know, kind of, sort of, no offense to either person, yeah. the mirror image, yet has absolutely no past in the ring. You, I mean, you want to talk yeah. about time, this is where I would go wild, because you want to talk about chaos and things changing and being in the present moment, Oprah has no political past. Every other candidate, quote-unquote, who's a career politician has a political past. Even even from the standpoint, I mean, this is kind of interesting. We, we have no idea. We haven't gotten a litany of all the different things that have occurred under Donald Trump's, you know, presidency, blah, blah, blah. So we don't even know what his past is. All we know is, you know, the big R. That's about it. That's all we hear. And so, Is the big R Russia? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, wall, wall, W, okay, yeah. And so, from that place of presence, what better person? Well, and the other question that I would say is, what is she... We did a podcast on what the presidency will hold for her and what she can do. My last question would be, what do you got to lose? Exactly. you got everything to gain for you, even for her, mm-hmm. to figure out, can I really be who I know I am? Can I move into that bigger space of myself? Right. 
And even if you lose, you and you were able to, you, you come out a winner anyways. Right. Because you're able to, be, you know, I can be a nice space of who I am. She's got nothing to lose, but she has everything to lose if she just sits in a chair and says, okay, give me an aha moment. It's like, come on, mm. you know, and, and who are we, right? You know, a lot of times we have these conversations because we need to hear it. We, and I know I've said this before. We try to push ourselves. Right. We see Oprah. We see Trump. We wrote the book about Trump because we could see what was going on. Right. And, the, and, and, of course, we've been look, watching Oprah um, in, in what she's doing and, and I think the biggest part of it is it didn't make sense to us we're like what mm. the hell is she doing it makes no sense how do you go from having a your own network right your own production and then you're doing podcasts asking whether or not it's and you know do, do you sleep with someone on the first right. date what and you're doing many interviews what? with people rehashing yeah. your experiences She's do about some... when you did or didn't win an Oscar and whatever occurred and, and it's you like you're what? living in memories and in past and here's the thing I'm going to use your word it is time mm. because like Bernie Sanders like Hillary Clinton times come and the energy is ripe for you to it's like it is time grab it and when you don't, you say, well, next time. Guess what? Mm. There is no next time. And you know what the really cool thing? Exactly. Exactly. And that's powerful. And the really cool thing as well along with that is that this is uncharted space in all aspects of it. I mean, you know, Donald Trump kind of went in there and changed the whole flavor of it. We don't even know what the flavor is. We have no idea. <laughs> You know? He's only the president. We have no idea what's <laughs> going know, on. I know. We have no idea. It's, 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 it's insane. And yet, you know, this is perfect opportunity. I mean, how many of us, and not of any accord, but, I mean, from any fiction standpoint, because, you know, we, we were talking about, you know, how, you know, people are moving from self-help into fiction that helps because self-help doesn't help. And fiction based in something that can move you that's you know a story that you can grab a hold of that isn't commiseration on you know this is how bad my life was here you go your life has been like this too you know fall in a sinkhole yet to move into the space of presence that's completely clear and open for her to do anything oh i would just ask to, to add to that i would just ask the question if you don't run for president what the hell are you going to do? Mm. Thank you for listening to this production from EI Alliance. Check out our Amazon authors pages for books and podcasts along with our Donald Trump and Oprah books for this series. Find great music by New Threads on iTunes, Spotify, and on newthreads.us.